Very warm greetings to all in the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Now tonight, we move to a new characteristic, and that is about false accusers, false accusers. Before we go further, let us turn to God in prayer. Eternal God, our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we bow before you in gratefulness that we have come and arrived in thy church safely and for this great invitation to the house of prayer tonight. But Lord, we come first and foremost seeking your mercy to cleanse us and to wash us thoroughly of all our sins. For we acknowledge we have sinned against you in so many ways, more than we ever know. May thou show us that we may confess and repent. Father, we truly thank you that there is forgiveness in you, that thou mayest be feared, and that, Lord, this should stir us to do better each day and every time we repent, Lord. And Father, we pray now that you would remove all tiredness of the body, the straying of the mind, and help each one of us to understand your word clearly, for we live truly in perilous times. And Lord, may you not just help us to understand, but Lord, convict us wherein we have committed this kind of sinful traits, have this kind of sinful traits in our lives. So be with us, Lord, strengthen your church through the understanding of your word. We ask and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let us not forget, as I emphasize every week, these are behaviors that are warned that would occur in Christians in the church. So these are behaviors that God says for the Christian to be careful that they don't also exist in us. See, the world, as sin increases, will become exceedingly sinful. So much so that the Christians will begin to be even insensitive to some of these sinful behaviors that in the eyes of God are very heinous. The list that God gives is practically identical to Romans chapter 1, those of unbelievers. So every time you think about that, you must truly fear. Have I become so used to this kind of behaviors? All right, let's turn to our memory verse. Let's turn to so used to this kind of behaviors. Loving ourselves more than God, covetous, boastful, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, truth breakers without natural affection. Now all this, and today, false accusers. Now these are indeed very dark and filthy sins, right? So I hope that we will pay attention and young ones. You know, your friends can behave like that, but you must never. Same for the adults at work, at home. Now, so now we come to this characteristic that is true, uh, sorry, false accusers. Now, what are false accusers? What is false accusation? Well, it is to slander, all right? Slander. Slander someone. Now, it is to say something about someone that he has not done, all right? That's why it's called falsely accused. Accuse someone of having done something, having said something, or accusing them of a certain characteristic, 
All right? This person is like that. Means their character. Accusing them of that, but in reality, they are not. They have not said those things. They have not done those things. They are not such people. Or even if they said something or done something, it is not what you make it out to be. That's, that is why it's called slander. Slander. Now, it can apply to situations. It can apply to, sorry, it can apply to people. That's the most commonly thought of. Accuse someone. But false accusations doesn't necessarily mean it's just against people. It can be a false accusation against a decision, all right? A fact. For example, a company makes a decision, and then, um, well, newspapers say, oh, you know, they, they, they said this, they said that. All right, it can be a company making a decision. But of course, ultimately, it's the people behind. But it is accusing falsely an ideology, even an idea, an idea making false accusations. So you must not just think of it as people. Probably the most common problem with us is false accusers of people. But we must also apply to situations that we, that we, we read, we see, and then we say, oh, this is why these decisions were made um, at home, against your parents, or your child, or in church, or at work, right? So it can be situations as well. Now, but there is this part of false accusation that there is a motive, all right? There's an intention behind it. Slander, false accusations have an intention of hurting others, right? Hurting their reputation, hurting their character, damage, cause damage, pull down, cause others to think evil or have wrong thoughts, uh, negative thoughts about a person, about situation, or about something that is said. Okay? So, I want us to be clear that false accusation can, so that is what it is, um, and it can, and what is what you want to do, whether consciously, this is the part, whether you consciously are doing it or unconsciously, it's still false. It's still a false accusation. All right? Now, how can we make false accusations? Because God says at the end times, well, even Christians will have these characteristics of being false accusers. Well, through our words, obviously, through our words. We say, we speak, we tell, we spread, all right? Through verbal means, being false accusers. Now, the other way is through our actions, actions. All right? Actions can be giving impressions. So this is very subtle. We can be false accusers of someone without saying some things to people, but, well, behaving in a certain way or giving certain signals to others, but without saying it. All right? This is probably the most dangerous form. In other words, through deceptive means as well. All right? Whether you deceive by words or by actions. So that is what it is. But if you wonder what this word is, false accusers in Greek, it's just one Greek word. One Greek word. Many shoes, tennis rackets, golf clubs, 
Sports equipment, sports shoes, brands are called this by this word. It's not Nike, right? It's not Nike. It's diabolos. Diabolos. That's where we get the English word diabolical. Diabolos. All right? So you see this brand, this, this particular term, very popular these days in naming sports products. I remember one Sunday after worship, one of the kids ran up to me and said, Pastor, do you know that there's a shoes, this particular brand, and the, the shoe is called Diabolos, devil. Right? So this word, false accusers, is Diabolos. That's where we get the word devils. All right? Devils. Now, if you turn with me to, Romans, uh, to Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, what is really a false accuser? Revelations chapter 12, verse 10. Don't take this sin lightly. Now, shall we read together Revelations 12, verse 10? Reading. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accuse them before our God day and night. This must cause us to awaken. A name that God gives uh, the devil himself is the accuser of our brethren. That is one of the description of the devil, diabolos, right? And what does God say that the devil does? Accuse, accuse the brethren. Now here, imagine this. The devil goes to God. The devil, of course, will do this with men. But even the devil, well, he will go to God to accuse you. Now, as, as if God is not omniscient. Now, that's how mindless, crazy this behavior is. Now, is it not true with us? Sometimes the situation or the person did not say things like that. But, and you know, well, probably people would suspect, but you still want to go ahead and accuse someone just to make yourself feel good. See, the devil accused the Christians before God, even in the Old Testament, right? He will go before God to accuse his, um, the patriarchs. Oh, Job, Job is not so good, God. If you take away things from him, oh, he will curse you. He will hate you. He is not so good. You see, the devil's character, his behavior, it's like that. Now, how ingrained is this behavior in the devil? This false accu accusation kind of trait. Look at Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, the last part. Which accused them before our God day and night. Day and night. The point about this day and night means it is habitual. It is something that is almost like his main trait. His main preoccupation. Now, please know this is God revealing what is happening and has been happening since the beginning until he gets cast down. This is something that he does all the time. Now, in other words, when the Christian began to realize that 
Well, if I am a false accuser, I am really acting like the devil. It is a satanic sin. Hence, I began this session by reminding us, don't take these sins lightly. It is demonic, satanic, number one. Number two, Christ told the Pharisees and the unbelievers, you do the acts of your father, and he is the father, and your father is the father of lies, referring to Satan, right? Satan is called the father of lies. Lies begin in the universe from Satan. Please know that. What's the first lie in the universe? Satan lied to Eve. Satan lied to Eve. So there was no such thing as lies in the beginning until Satan introduced it. So you are acting no longer like a child of the Heavenly Father. When we, act, when we are false accusers, we return to that old characteristic of when we were under the bondage of Satan and act like him. Right? You go back to that trait all over again. We must hate that trait. Every time our mouth opens and we want to falsely accuse someone, we see the situations afterwards, straight away, take out your handphone, for example, right? flip your camera to selfie, all right? see your picture and then draw horns, draw fangs and say, I am acting like the devil. Right? Of course, you don't have to do that, but what I'm trying to emphasize is this, young ones. When you falsely accuse your sibling at home, someone in school, God is saying you're acting like a child of the devil, of Satan himself. Second one, all right? Now, what is the third thing that we need to be um, conscious of then? False accusation, that's why it's trying to say that it's false, is a lies. They are false. When you make false accusation, you are lying, right? That's why God says he's the father of lies. You're lying, not telling the truth. Even half truth, half accusation, right? Not fully wrong, not fully false, partially true. Well, it's still a lie. Now, but it doesn't end there, all right? It's not just lying, it's this particular sin, uh, at least two sins in one. It's lying plus, what do you think it is? Um, which end? What do you think it is? Okay. This sin of false accusations is a combination of two sins, which I gave one already lying. What's the other one? I said in the beginning, actually. Right? Say again. Do not care about others, all right? Warm enough. All right. Someone going like that. Looks like the devil sign, right? But what is that? The sixth commandment. What is it, Richard? Oh, come on. Huh? Phoebe. 
Thou shalt not kill, alright? Thou shalt not kill. Remember, die. <laughs> Thou shalt not kill. It is a combination of false witness plus murder. Why? Why? We said in the beginning, the intention is to damage someone. The intention is to pull someone down. It's to make this person, it's to kill his character assassination. Now, this is a very, very powerful sin that Satan invents to cause a Christian to, do, to commit two sins at once and cause great harm. Cause great harm. Now, what harm can it cause? Well, first and foremost, yes, it's murder. You cause others to now think wickedly, think evil of someone, maybe they will now begin to, well, really think the person is so evil, so bad, right? You know, some people at work, they don't want someone to get a job, a promotion, so they falsely accuse them, right? And as a result, well, the boss doesn't give him a promotion. Harm, harm. Now, number two is, well, where do this harm occur? At home. At home. Now, young ones, you must really be very, very careful that you don't falsely accuse your siblings to your parents. Your parents may not know, but God knows that you are a false accuser. Now, same for parents towards children, children towards parents. It's the same thing. Be very, very careful because you will cause a lot of harm at home. At work, of course. Now, but this given to the church is not just warning the Christians about your testimony at work. This given to the church, telling the church to, to be warned and Stay away from such turn away in the church because it will cause harm in the church. It will cause the body of Christ to have factions, to have breaks, and the main intention is to demolish God's church, split God's church. Then God's work gets, gets affected, right? When you begin to falsely accuse brethren, falsely accuse, uh, have false accusating, accusations in your mind about, about decisions, about directions, thinking about things that are not true, about those things, right? Now, what else? What dangers, what, what, what other harm it causes, having known what, what kind of sin it is? Now, you will eventually find that people will avoid you. People will not confide in you. People will not tell you things. People dare not talk to you. Sounds familiar? In the recent um, funeral of the Queen, I shall not need to say further, I guess. <laughs> no one dares to go near you because they don't know what you're going to use, what they say, against and turn it into something that suits you but makes the other person looks bad, right? But you get all the attention and you look good. People will begin to avoid you. You become useless to God, in other words. No one will dare to come and, 
and seek counsel, seek help from you. They'll be very cautious with you. They'll just say all the ordinary things with you as far as possible. They'll avoid you. Right? Now, I'm sure that you've gone through some of this yourself and you know some people who are like that. You, you eventually break up the home, break up um, friendship, break up the church, break up peace. Now, but ultimately, you must know God will always, always judge liars and murderers. They say, I'm going to heaven, I'm safe. God will bring consequences to your life. Right? Very often, false accusers, well, to say the least, they get exposed. Right? How embarrassing, how foolish you look, and your testimony is gone in school, gone at the workplace. The next time you want to share the gospel, you're useless already. Right? So, this is a very diabolical satanic, demonic, two-in-one, destructive sin that comes out from your tongue, comes out from your eyes, comes out from your actions. How? How do eyes falsely accuse? Well, you, you roughly know that the person is thinking about something about the other person, then you reaffirm it by blinking, blinking, and then like that, right? You don't have to say anything but you reinforce some of these thoughts in the person's mind. Killing, lying, all at one go. Now, what are some examples? All right? Gossips. Gossips. You know what they are. When you sit down, you like to talk about other people. You talk about other people and things, passing on gossip. Passing on gossip. Now, gossip... By and large means, I would say that they are not things that are fully qualified, not, don't know whether it's true or not. You just talk about what you heard, what you saw, what you observed. So those, those are, don't look at gossips and just sitting down and yakking away about someone as something light. It is slander, slander. Nicknames, nicknames, of course, bad nicknames, all right, are slanderous. So people like to give nicknames to someone else. You're behind the back. Um, they don't know, but maybe you have nicknames for people at work. Or oh, that liar, all right, the hypocrite, um, that whatever it is, all right, the sabotager, and you just give nicknames then it's, it's stuck to their character. So Christians avoid nicknames, um, giving people nicknames. And people bring it up, you don't use those words. The other one is, examples is, well, like I said just now, you heard something. Or you just observe someone do something. And then you jump to conclusions. We studied that on Sunday, right? Have just thoughts, right? Have just thoughts. Without verifying facts, without verifying the truth about the situation, you jump to conclusion. Now, remember, I said just now, false accusers doesn't necessarily mean you go say something to someone. You know, the other day, he did that again. 
right? I told you before, right? Now, not only that, you may not tell anyone, but false accusers, false accusers, it can be just in your thought, just in your thought. You are already making false accusation to God. You may not falsely accuse someone to, to another, but the fact that you entertain these thoughts, you are already in the presence of God saying, God, you see, this person is doing that. Without realizing, and you let these thoughts continue, affirming in your heart, you are simply in the presence of God, like Satan, acknowledging that, you see, the person is like that. You may be having a conversation in your mind with yourself. As long as you don't push it away, you are also a false accuser in your mind. So remember, it is not just outward. It, is, it, be, it begins, in fact, in your heart and your mind. Even if you keep it in there, God says, well, believers, be warned in the end times. These are behaviors that, that comes into us. Why? Because people are false accusers everywhere, right? Everywhere. That is how the world functions. And you are so used to listening to false accusation. You and I may be very careful. Don't, don't, don't say these things. Don't say these things. But you sit there and you begin to muse. Because we are so influenced to think unjust thoughts. All right? So those are examples. Now, what are the situations? Now we look. What are situations that we should be very conscious of, very careful of? Because God says, well, we will have this kind of behaviors. Um, then let us be conscious in every situation in life. Well, I can cite at least five or six, all right? I don't think we'll cover all of them this week, I think. Now, number one, false accusations occurring in intentional situation. Intentional. All right, this is the most straightforward. Means this has become a a habitual, sinful thought life and speech and behavior in us. And we, we like to go around and, and just say things about someone. Now, sometimes it's just say and leave it hanging there. So, in this kind of intentional situation, be very careful of behaving in our old ways as child of the devil again. We may not directly say something about someone or about situation, we just describe it and then we leave it hanging. And then when asked further, well, what are you trying to say? Right? You don't go either way. You listen and wait for the person. Well, if the person is also against this person or against the situation, then you swing that way and, and continue with the false accusation. Well, if the person seems to be seem to think differently from you, then you can also say, oh, oh, no, that's not what I mean. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. This is, right? Intentional, intentional. It's very scary to, be, to have people like that at home, at the workplace, in church. You see this, in fact, in church very often. Very sad. That is why God says, you are saved. If you are saved, please stop behaving like that. This is what you used to be. But are you really saved? Is your behavior really like that? Is God really speaking to your heart? Actually, when you put a mirror in front of yourself, that is very much me. I can't control it. But I like to do that. Well, you must check your salvation. If you really ask God to be your God and your Savior, why am I behaving like 
the devil all the time in my thoughts. Right? So intentional. So in this intentional, there is a secret wish, secret wish in you to make someone look bad, cause the person to uh, assassinate the character, make others look down on them. Now, the motivation can be out of envy, right? Envy. If you look at the list, well, we will be lovers of self. We will be boasters. Now, doesn't that naturally fall into this part? Lovers of self. You see, when we intentionally falsely accuse, we are lovers of self. We want people to think that we are so holy, we are so godly, we are so different. We want people to like us. And we want people not to like the other person, right? We are boasters. We like people to follow us. A secret wish because we dislike them, all right? So that is the most straightforward. But I think we mustn't say, oh, yeah, we don't do that. Really examine ourselves very carefully, consciously all the time. Have I been like that? Now, if you have, change now. Change now. Now that you realize this is a very, very dark sin, now, next one. Now, in situations where we are not careful, there's a lack of carefulness. We may not be intentional, but because of the fallen nature, because we are surrounded by false accusers in the world, we begin to think like them and we are not careful. All right? In other words, we tend to want to think evil of others, judge, jump to conclusions, and judge others wrongly. Now, please remember, God did not say, do not judge. God says to judge righteous judgments, all right? Now, God does not say we cannot bring up any accusation because in First Timothy, God says you bring up an accusation against an elder, make sure it is in the presence of witnesses, correct? So it's not that you cannot bring up anything. But now, this is a lack of carefulness to examine and unintentionally examine the facts and we unintentionally actually end up falsely accusing others. Now, this can be very common in us as well. Like I said, the reason is we are so used to the world. Now, it could be examples like that. Now, how many times have you maybe like bought something and then you went home or you ordered something online and then they sent it to you or you bought something, you went home, and then you begin to think, 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 and say, well, you know, I think the seller is not very good or the, the shopping center person is not very good. I, I think they, they cheated me. I think they lied to me or whatever. I think this seller, uh, or the, this online seller is not good. Then what, what do we do? Now, we may not be intentionally want to attack them. We may even feel, you know, I should protect other buyers, right? What do we do? We go online and we give negative reviews. You know, this, this person, we wrote to them and, they, and then um, we say, wow, why is this so late? You promised it in three weeks and in two weeks. It's the third week already. And then you start to think, oh, I think this person, they forgot to order it. And then, now I call them, then they remember. All right? And then we go online and give a review. Wow, does not keep lies, do not keep their words, now promise this but does not deliver, that kind of thing. And did not order until I called them. Have you not read some of these reviews? When I want to buy something, I usually go and check reviews first so that I don't fall in, make, um, make errors. 
And then they say, oh, they didn't do this. Then, then, the, then, the, then the, the seller have to clarify, right? Have to clarify and then prove that the person was falsely accusing. You see, we may not be intentional. We may even feel we try to protect other buyers, but, well, we have to be very careful when we make negative reports and so on and so on. Right? Sometimes we accuse them. Then when we turn up in the shop, after we give bad review, we turn up in the shop, then we realize they were actually very nice people, very helpful people, very kind people. See, unintentional. We are, we are not really deliberately wanting to attack them and close down their company. Then we feel, oh, we feel so ashamed. Right? Sometimes between siblings, sometimes between spouses. Not intentional. And I think sometimes this is where it's most common. Because you're very familiar with each other or with, with church people as well. We say things without carefulness, all right? Unintentional. So that's one situation. Be very careful of that. Guard very carefully. Now, next one. In a situation where um, we need to help, oh, sorry, we need to know some information or we need to tell others some information, correct? That is also where we can fall into false accusation. What do I mean? For example, well, bosses at work, maybe your colleague, your superiors, um, parents, church leaders, we need to manage situations, all right? So at work, something happened, or at home, something happened, in church, something happened, and you need to manage that situation, manage that problem. Now, in managing problems, inevitably, sometimes you have to communicate information. Right? Number one. Or sometimes you may be in a situation where you're caught in something. And then you need to find out information. Well, it could be so that you know what to do, you know how to act, you know how to um, prevent further problems, um, or it can be for protection, to, call, to avoid further issues. You may need to find out information. Now, in these situations, be very careful. Is it a genuine need? That's the question. So maybe you're trying to find out information. Let it never be. Always examine your heart. Never let it be. You know, I don't like that person. And something happened. So I want to go ask more. And you feel very good in your heart. And your false accusation continues to, 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 um, to, to be nurtured in you. right? To be nursed in you. If you have nothing to do with it, don't ask. Right? Don't fuel further false accusations in your mind. Don't be a busybody. Don't be curious so that you can have a good gossip. Very often people ask because, well, consciously or unconsciously, after asking, oh, I can go and tell so and so as well. I can go and tell so and so as well, right? Very dangerous. Now, you know, I never forget once, it's very sad to have Christians like that. Once, my family came to visit their first trip here to visit right my mom and my sisters very first trip my sister and my mom and i had to warn them about some people and I have to be very careful with my words but it is a situation that is that has been well it will cause a lot of problem and the person is known to do that. And in fact, I told the person now, the person may, and they got, they got invited out, right? This person never invited me out. I came for so long, but I invited them out. And I was already worried. I have to manage a situation. 
I don't want them to fall into a situation that, where they're used. And I say, this person may ask you this, this, and this, all right? These few areas, all right? Just, just give general question. Don't, don't lie, but, but just, if you're not comfortable, just avoid the question. When he came back from the meal, I asked them, well, any, any dramas, any problems? I said, how did you know that this person will ask all this? This person really asked us all this. When you have to manage situation, be very careful. When you have to, when you have to ask for information, also be very careful because that is where we jump into this false accusation mode. Love to tell half-truths, give information that are not necessary for others to know. If it's necessary, then you have to give it. Make sure, research our hearts. Be very, very objective, all right? Next week, we'll learn, we'll learn some ways to prevent ourselves from falling into some of this, all right? But we are talking about situations first, to be very careful in these situations. Sometimes we need to know how to act, right? We are caught in a, in a, um, in a crossfire or in an in a environment, in a situation where you don't need to know how to act. So when you ask... It comes to the next point, the fourth situation, when you have to ask, when you have to tell. Now, this is a situation where you are being accused, or you may be accused, or you may be caught in a situation where you, don't, you have to find out information. I say, what do you mean? Well, we often think that, well, well I shouldn't accuse someone. But let me ask you, when you and I are being accused, we can very quickly fall into being a false accuser. How? How? Because the moment we are being accused, there's anger, all right? Especially if it's a false accusation. There's anger. There is um, frustration. There's a desire to get back at the person. Now, both the accuser and the accused need to be very careful. I think this is one of the situations where, where we need to know that mind games go on all the time in the Christian. That is what false accusation is. That is what Satan does, the accuser of the brethren. Satan not only will accuse you before God, he will try to create situations, create all sorts of things that you will see that will cause you to think accusing thoughts of someone else all the time. Mind games that go on and on. So if you are accused, well, be very honest. Uh, unless you are very honest, you will fall into false accusation thoughts. I'm jumping to a bit about the solution. The facts brought up against you. Instead of jumping to begin to attack the other person, whether in your thoughts or in your defense, of yourself, the facts brought up against you. Think carefully. Think carefully. Is it true? Instead of reacting, ask. Well, I have to think calmly. I think it is true. Right? Then stop accusing the other person of accusing you. That is the point. Young ones, if your brother accuses you of something to mommy and daddy, all right, what is your first thought? Find things to say back about them. 
Often, those are false accusations. Same for a working person in, at work. Same for a person in church. Well, be very honest, all right? Yes, I did that. And that's it. Move on. Don't try to bring up something. Now, next one is, uh, in this situation, is this. You must know what are false accusations and what are not, all right? I've given you the definition earlier on. Is something that is untrue about something you said or you did or you thought, and someone accuse you of it, okay? Now, that's false accusation. Now, when you are being told, right, you're being told not to do something or to do something, whether at work, at home, in church, don't straight away say I, or think I am being falsely accused. Because if you do, and it is not an accusation, it is telling you what to do or what not to do, then you are suddenly falsely accusing the other person of falsely accusing you when the person was not accusing you. I don't know whether you're following. The person wasn't accusing. There are many times at home, your parents need to tell you to do something. And you will jump to the conclusion they're accusing me of not doing it or they're accusing me of doing it. There can be no thought, such thoughts in your parents' mind, no such thoughts in the church leader's mind, but they're simply saying, these are things that you need to do. There are no such thoughts in your boss's mind or your colleague's mind. Then you suddenly becomes a false accuser, right? Now, even if it is someone who is levying a genuine accusation against you, we say, be honest, don't misinterpret instructions or um, corrections as accusations. Because if you do that, and in life we are going to face that a lot, whether in school, at work, in church, this is where you will keep ending up being a false accuser and saying the person is now trying to attack me. All right? Now, another thing that is not false accusation in these situations are when someone is stating facts, someone is stating facts. It could be facts that you did say something, all right? You did say something. Don't straight away say, they are falsely accusing me, all right? Think very objectively. Well, if the person is twisting the facts, then deal with it. We'll talk about it next week. But be objective and say, well, did I say that? I did say that, all right? Um, did I mean that? Well, at that time, I didn't mean that. And then just leave it as that. And don't say, why are you accusing me and everything? Well, because you did say that. Because that is what you meant at that time. And that is what you did say. And you felt that way. All right? So, if those are genuine, they are not false accusations. Now, why do I want to say this? Because very often, it is this area that causes a lot of problems. A lot of problems. At home, in church, in our minds. Right? Mind games keep going on. Right? Then the last situation of false accusation is this. And then we end, all right? I said earlier on, false accusations can be just thoughts that go on in your mind. You're already a false accuser of the brethren because you do not have the facts, you did not um, ascertain the truth, and you're already thinking that the person is doing that, is saying that, or is, or is like that. In this situation, is observations. We become false accusers just simply through observation. 
Now, don't think that a false accuser is someone who is very gossipy, go around, you know, spreading slander and then always digging information. You know, there are people who are like that, yes. Now, a false accuser can be someone very quiet at work, in school, at home. Doesn't say much, doesn't, yeah, doesn't seem to um, be very outwardly wicked. But in their mind, they're always looking at people. Um, and then they're forming preconceived judgments about people. See, that person is like that. This person is like that. This person is like that. That person is like that. Now, this is where Satan is very good at creating things. Satan will know. All right? he, he is not omniscient. I always say he's not omniscient. He doesn't know what's going on in your mind. But he is such a good manipulator and observer after so many thousand years of experience. He will know who you don't like. He will know that he will know how to make you form thoughts in your mind. He can't, he can't make you, th- how shall I put it? He, can come, he can't come in and change your thoughts, but he's, he can strongly influence your thoughts. We'll see this next week. He can strongly influence your thoughts. So Christian, we can become false accusers by not saying much, but in our minds. I've already confirmed this person is like that, that person is like that. Now, as church or even as parents, you have to deal with situations all the time, right? Your children. You have to observe them. You have to know their character well and how to deal with them. You have to observe. Same at workplace, same in the church. Now, if you're in a position that is like that, be very careful, all right? Be very careful because God will hold us to the measure which we use to measure and judge others, all right? So don't make false, don't jump to conclusions. Yes, you have, you, have, you have to be dealing with situations, you have to observe, you have to talk to the people, you have to come to conclusions, but you need to be very careful. Don't become a false accuser, all right? Now, so these are, this is what false accusation is. This is, these are some situations that we have to be very careful of. Now, next week, God willing, we'll talk about one last situation which we rarely relate to false accusations. And Satan does that all the time. All right? And then see how to control ourselves from being false accusers. Let us pray. Our gracious, loving, heavenly Father, O Lord, we live in an environment where false accusations happen all the time and Lord, perhaps we have also, in our lips, in our thoughts, become false accusers of the brethren. Lord, we pray that you search our hearts. And Father, we pray that we really be very conscious and stay away from this very heinous, wicked, dark, satanic, demonic, diabolical, particular kind of sin. So, Father, we pray that Lord, even as you search our hearts and show us, we'll be honest enough not to repent this night onwards and keep repenting of it till we are more and more sanctified. Lord, meet with us in the place of prayer that church has, that people has come, Lord, to show our dependence on you and to cry to you. May thou be merciful and gracious to be in our midst. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen.